This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everyone and welcome to today's Blood Red podcast for myself, Sean Bradbury. Plenty to get through today. Uh, we're of course going to look back at the Atletico Madrid game, bit of a rarity and a defeat for the Reds. Klopp's press conference today, which is plenty to discuss on and of course a look ahead to West Ham on Monday. Uh, speaking of rarities... I have three collector's items with me from the Echo Sports desk today. We have one of the Echo's greatest hits, Connor Dunn. Connor, how are we doing? I'm very well, thank you, Sean. How are you? Very well. Yeah, superb. We have vintage classic Ian Doyle. I was wondering where that was going, yeah. to be fair. I was Straight thinking of a golden that. oldie or something like that. Yeah, hi. Yeah. Are you doing okay? I'm very are well. Enthused very well. Enough? Are you enthused enough to yeah, host this always podcast? Always like to think, yeah. Good. Yeah. And, and we have limited edition Joe Rimmer. Limited <laughs> 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 I might keep that. I might yeah. keep that part of my Twitter profile. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, we'll, we'll crack straight on. Uh, Doily, you were yes. there, you were in Madrid uh, the other day for a defeat. Well, yes. um, not many of them this season. Obviously, you've potted already, you've written loads about the game, but let's just talk about the reaction, because I thought one of your pieces the day after, when you were talking about the reaction of the players, was pretty interesting. Um, what are you expecting from, from Liverpool now? Do you think they'll react well to this defeat? Do you mean in terms of instantly or in a couple of weeks when they play Atletico? Both. Oh, well, in terms of now... I can't see it making any difference, to be honest. I mean, I'd imagine that it's a bit unusual around Melwood the, the last couple of days simply because they've lost. And as you, you know, that hasn't really happened that much. So, you know, they're all footballers that have lost loads of times in their career. So it's nothing new there. But I don't think it'll affect the momentum or the feeling around the place. You've got to bear in mind, was it 25 wins out of 26 in the Premier League? Yeah. Playing uh, West Ham on Monday is the next game. Don't think it'll bother them too much. Um, in terms of the Atletico game on March the 11th, I think. I think some of the antics from the Atletico players, less so the manager, to be honest. Don't think. I mean, Simeone's all very funny, just jumping up and around on the on the touchline. But I don't think he did anything untoward. But there were one or two instances of, you know, we've seen it so many times, and and it's something that I know Connor's written a, a few pieces in recent years. And Liverpool have, I wouldn't say gone anywhere near as far as Atletico, Atletico have gone, but they've kind of. You know, embrace the dark arts got a bit. Better. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. better at it. You know, like tactical fouls and stuff like that, and wasting time. And there's a time and place for that. But I think with it was so blatant that what Atletico were doing, it was annoying the Liverpool players. But I don't think it was annoying them to the point where it affected the way that they were playing the game, mm. which is what made the situation when. And I'm sure we'll come on to it in a bit about Mane. So I won't touch on it there. That's what made that a bit unusual. But. Overall, I think you look at the last time a team proper wound up Liverpool. I wrote that that was Barcelona yeah. in uh, the semi-final last year with Suarez and one or two other things. And we saw what happened to them then. I know Barcelona are a completely different team to Atletico, but I would imagine Anfield will be roaring. Anfield will be up for it in a couple of weeks. And this could be something in the end that, because Liverpool have been winning so many games, sometimes losing a game, helps in the sense that, okay, they've lost, but they've got a chance to make sure it's not terminal. Even if they'd have lost a Premier League game, it wouldn't be, if we're being honest. But it's a little reminder that, you know, sometimes you need these little, not so much kick up the backside, but a reminder that no one's immortal. Everybody suffers defeats. And if that can galvanise them going into the, you know, the final few months of the season, then that can only be a good thing. Yeah, Mm. exactly. I was going to say, actually, that's why I think it probably will have an effect on them, just in in immediacy as well, because there's no way they're going to want to record a draw against West Ham who they've defeated so easily at Anfield on the last couple of occasions and I think they're going to look to make a bit of a statement to be like look that was just a one-off and we're going to head into these next few games smash everyone Fletico come come calling and carry on I mean there's mm. no, no shame in getting beat by Atletico Madrid either their no. home record oh, no. in, the, in the Champions League but I know they've not been struggling in the La Liga this season but <clears throat> what a surprise they didn't concede at home and they had very few chances and scored one that's the way that they always play and mm. they you know there are one or two players who could be back for them in the second game. It'll be interesting to see how they approach it, but 
you know, Liverpool will definitely be up for it. Mm. Connor, staying with you then, obviously it wasn't the ideal start for the Reds with that early goal conceded and I don't think there was a shot on target all night for Liverpool, which again, isn't great. But um, I thought it was quite telling what Gomez said after the game when he said, oh, obviously Atletico are a good team, um, but we've learned plenty tonight. I think, how many times have we seen that? I know it's, it's halfway through the tie, this one as the cliche goes, but even at half-time in games, Liverpool have changed things around in the dressing room and come out and just looked a totally different team with different ideas. Are you confident that'll happen in the second leg? Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll be heading into this match with Atletico, the second leg, with a totally different mindset. I don't even think a 1-0 defeat is that bad. I don't think for Atletico it's enough and I don't think they think it's enough either really to stop Liverpool at Anfield. I think the last team to stop Liverpool scoring at Anfield was actually Bayern Munich in the first leg of the last 16 last mm. year and that was again in a, a different scenario to how they're coming. You think when they went away to, to Bayern Munich and put three goals past them in the Allianz and that's pretty much unheard of and I, I think even if Fletco try to shock up shop they're going to they're gonna really really struggle and I think that is just a case of exactly what you were saying like Liverpool learning in the games, Liverpool realising working them out, working out what they're going to do and how they're going to play and how they're set up. And, you know, they're a very clever team. We've seen that on so many occasions and Klopp is a clever manager. He knows how to work teams out and how to break down different tactics. He's done so many times on so many times of the season. He said this is their half-time, which it technically is, and we've seen Liverpool so many times. After half-times, actual half-times, come out in the second halves and obliterate teams. So I think that's going to be much of the same. Mm. I think, Joe, one thing that undoubtedly will change, you would imagine, in the second leg is probably the makeup of the midfield. Because mm-hmm. I think, well, it's the first time that team had started together, wasn't it? Like what someone considered, yeah, yeah, ever, which yeah. Was, was crazy. Someone considered to be Liverpool's best team. But was there an element perhaps of tactical naivety going with that team, given given the obdurate nature of, of, uh, of Atletico Madrid? Or do you just think it was that early goal and it, it would have worked otherwise, perhaps? Yeah, I do think, I think the early goal completely changed the, the nature of the game. I was surprised they didn't bring perhaps someone like Cater on mm. earlier to try and probe and, and, and try and get behind that Atletico defence. But but look, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think had they got past that early goal, they not conceded from that early set piece, then that team was, was fine. You know, and I think if they'd have come away with, a, say, a nil-nil, Liverpool would have been more than happy going into the second leg. Weirdly, I actually think a one-nil defeat might do them a bit of a favour, Liverpool, because it might galvanise them. It'll galvanise Anfield. We've, we've all become so used to Liverpool winning every game this season mm. that almost a bit of drama, especially on a European yeah. night, it, it, it galvanises everyone. The, the crowd, as Dolly was saying before, Liverpool fans will remember what Atletico, what their players were doing and, and they'll be up for this now and, and Liverpool will have that extra edge. And it worked last season, didn't it? On, you know, and, and probably, if you look at all of the, the European Cup wins against Chelsea, uh, there was always that edge against Barcelona. And, and when there's a bit of an edge, it sort of adds to the atmosphere, it adds to the performance. So I think going into the second leg, I think Liverpool are nicely positioned. You know, if they, they'd got a further goal down, it would have been worse. But 1-0, I mean, I'm pretty sure Liverpool will still be overwhelming favourites mm. to get through. And I think that says a lot about what people think of Anfield on European nights. So I think we're all pretty relaxed. I think mm. Liverpool will be pretty relaxed. Um, you know, I don't think they should be too relaxed, though. No, of course not. But I think they're going to be worried about be, it. Are they're they? not going to be no. worried. They'll be confident. They'll go in there. They'll they'll, they'll go on the attack. And that, let's go on the type of side that score a great deal of goals. Are they? You know, I think their goal scoring record this season is very poor. Mm. And all right, a, a goal on the counter attack could change it. But I don't think they're a side that's set up to just fly off on the counter. So I think Liverpool will will just back themselves and it will resume almost the way. It, ended mm. in Spain they will sit in and Liverpool will put wave after wave of attack but it's a lot different when you're doing that away from home I think they'll find it difficult to do that for 90 minutes 
just before we move on, then I think interesting one there, Joe. You said they still overwhelm with favourites. Liverpool favourite story from here, do you think? Yeah, but I think Atletico probably. I mean, I said before the game that the only result that would be bad for Liverpool is if Atletico scored twice, so they didn't. Mm. I think Atletico would have been happy with nil nil. I mm. think. I think their game plan. You're right. I don't think their game plan changed, even if they'd have scored or not scored. It would have just been the same. They'd have played possibly for a nil nil, and then they'd have gone right. We can now take our chances. We only have to draw one all in the second game, and we're, so. Know, we're through, and that one thing they're good at is not losing. You know, mm. we talk about the lack of goals and you know, fourth place in the league, and they've not won a lot of games, but they've drawn a lot and they haven't actually lost that many. So that'll be it's not a worry for Liverpool, but that they'll know Liverpool will know that while they're all saying this is not over and it isn't, that this will be in terms of actually scoring goals, it'll be harder than playing Barcelona, mm. I think. If Liverpool get two, if Liverpool get three, they're definitely through. Yeah, two. And then it's all down to the defence. Mm. I think that's my one concern. Kind of Doyle mentioned Barcelona there. Do you think Atletico are, are a team that can be blitzed in the way that Liverpool have done to Barca, to City, to, to Roma and others? They are obviously a very good defensive side and they set up to play that way and they're very used to playing that way and that is Simeone's model, isn't it? But I think, you know, the fact they've fallen away a bit in La Liga, they're out the Copa del Rey, teams have beaten them in knockout competitions, teams have beaten them this season on occasions. Mm. It's certainly not impossible when you think with Liverpool being the best side on earth with the best attack on earth, they would quite happily have enough to take Atletico out. It sounds like a cliche, doesn't it? But anyone can be blitzed at Anfield. I, we've yeah. seen it. We've seen it too many times before. And it, As I say, I, I think the, the game will resume the way it ended in Madrid. And, and it's... It's all well and good doing that at home, but when you're doing it against Anfield, when the, the referee started giving, he'll give things the other way now mm. because the crowd will be on top of him. And, you know, I just think it's a totally different prospect. Atletico won't be able to play the same game, particularly with the officials as they did at the Wanda. Mm. It won't, no. They won't be able to go about things in the same way. They won't be able to do things the same way. It's going to be a totally different game, and I think that will make them struggle more. I think two things to remember, though, is the first thing is that Atletico were 2-0 up against Juventus this time last year in this competition and lost 3-0 in the second leg. Yeah. So that must be playing on their minds, certainly if Liverpool score early. In the same way that with Barcelona, they had the Roma experience, didn't they, the previous year when they, were, when they came to Anfield. And the other thing is something I completely forgot. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> wow. That was a very short space of time. Yeah, 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 I, was just, I was just so concentrated yeah. on that answer. No. Oh, I know what I remember what ah. it was. Right. And Atletico we'll Madrid. No, I've remembered it now, yeah. Uh, Atletico Madrid, the players were obviously. There's a lap of honour after the game. I'm not mm. sure whether you saw that on television. But, you know, and fair enough, they have beaten the, the world and European champions and run away Premier League leaders. That's but. a very good reason to celebrate. But the last time a Spanish team beat Liverpool away and had a massive celebration was 1 0 was Villarreal in 2016 and Klopp mm. was not happy with that and I think he used that as part of his build up to get the crowd whipped up and to get the players as well mm. and I imagine he, if he even if he doesn't come out and say it although he will because we'll make sure we ask him um, <laughs> before the game is um, that will get used in the in the team you know in the briefing in the, all, all the team talk before yeah, the game it must be because they'll be you know the players as you said they were a bit irked by some of the some of the, the ways that uh, Atletico Madrid approached that game Right, well, well remembered and, Thank you. and, a, and a great point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was worth the wait. Yeah, but absolutely, yeah. Uh, Con, you were at the press conference today. Um, various bits to discuss here. Henderson news, first of all. Um, Klopp said it could have been worse, but expected to be out for a few weeks. Um, how significant do you think this is going to be? Re- really bad news or can the Reds deal with it? 
Yeah, well, I think well, Klopp used the example of Harry Kane. He was saying that Henderson has a hamstring injury, which we all knew. And he said there's quite a lot of hamstring injuries around the Premier League right now, and he's, he's not wrong. <coughs> Harry Kane is obviously one of those, but it's, Harry Kane's is a lot more serious than Henderson's. Obviously, Harry's out until the end of the season, it looks like. He might even miss the Euros. Whereas Henderson, Klopp said, is going to be out for around three weeks and Liverpool still count that as lucky mm. and maybe in terms of the nature of the injury it is and that obviously the next few games in the Premier League I don't feel like Henderson will be missed where it will come down to a race and what I wrote earlier and Doyley pointed out to me was that it's going to be a race to get him back before Atletico in yeah. three weeks time he will obviously be chomping at the bit to play in that game, but he will have to be at 100% ready to play in the game because it's going to be fast and fierce and ferocious. So I don't... <laughs> like a little that. bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, but it's true, isn't it? And they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna want to play and Liverpool are going to need to be at absolute going hell for leather to try and score and you need everybody firing. So I don't think in the immediate term they're going to miss Henderson because it particularly the fact they're really well stocked in that midfield area and Klopp said himself it'll be a bit of an opportunity for a few players and you're probably thinking Cater or obviously mm. Chamberlain again or Lallana and Milner. There's, they've got so many options which is great but I think you will want your captain back for Atletico. Mm, absolutely. Atletico. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, this isn't going to derail the season like his red card in 2014? No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can't add any more to what Connor's just said there. Yeah. But it's a good point what Connor said, because the, the Barcelona game, Anderson's energy was a big part of that comeback, wasn't it? Early doors, he got them on yeah. the front foot. And he was injured in that um, game as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah of course. Yeah. Game, yeah. So, you know, I, I think having him back for that would be pretty big for Liverpool. Mm. Cool. Uh, we'll move on then to Mane. Uh, Doily, you, you signposted this earlier. Mm. Um, Klopp was surprised at the reaction. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask the question. Anyway. <laughs> uh, talk us through that then. What did you make of Klopp's work comments today? <clears throat> kind of just clarify. It basically underlines what we thought at the time. Everybody, obviously, there was no word that he got injured. This is a half time, by the way, but we, second half where we see he's, he's not come back out. And it's like, you know, where is he? We're like, has he just subbed him so he can't get him, so he doesn't get sent off? And mm. Klopp said afterwards, yeah, that's exactly what he'd done. And I think. I thought that was really odd, actually. I have to say, I don't think it was a show of a lack of faith in the player at all. But he went into a bit more detail today and he says, look, Sadio's a physical player and I was worried that he'll just go in for one challenge, the player will fall over. I think he said that the two challenges, the one that he got booked for, which to be fair, I actually think he deserved to get booked. It was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The second one was just stupid. He, Klopp said they were both like made-up incidents and he... he basically said that he didn't trust the officials not to see that if it happened again in the second half, which he thought it was bound to him because of the way that Mane plays and the fact that Liverpool were chasing the game. Mm. So that's why he subbed him. And basically, Atletico got Liverpool's best player off the pitch. Not through getting him sent off. They just you know got him removed at half-time. That's by what they were doing. I think that's kind of been overlooked. And, and I don't know... It, Klopp said after uh, said today, sorry, he said that Sadio was surprised. He said he asked him this morning. He said, well, you know, I'm sure he asked him, you know, after the game as well. Yeah. So uh, he said, no, I was surprised. He said he felt fine. He says, well, that's great, but I didn't feel fine in the the way the game was going, which is a massive criticism of the referee without mentioning him once. Mm. And I think as Joe said and, and Connor's pointed out that the referee in the return game won't be swayed by the Atletico players mm. or fans. If anything, it'll be the Liverpool crowd that does it and that's just human nature when you go to these big venues playing against teams so there'll be an edge to that game and I also think that Sadio Mane in that game and in the games building up to it he'll be absolutely desperate to yeah. to you know prove hang on don't sub me again 
don't please don't do that. And he'll just you know he scored the winner at Norwich last week after after been missing for a few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he scored against West Ham mm. and mm. the other teams that they're playing, which I can't remember at the moment. Who is it? Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Bournemouth and Chelsea in the FA Cup. Probably yeah. and it, I think Watford, he scored yeah. and it's, or assisted. He's been involved in seven goals in his last five games as has Salah against West Ham, so it's a pretty exciting time for them too. Absolutely. <laughs> the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, yeah, on, on that Mane move then, Con, do you think it was a conservative one? I mean, I thought he says in, in a sense it gave Atletico what they wanted or do you think it was a sensible move from the boss? Do you know what? The one thing you would say about Jurgen Klopp is that his foresight for just about everything is spectacular. Any decision he seems to make seems to come off to Liverpool's benefit. Obviously, taking Mane off is a big decision, um, but, you know, Mane's definitely available for the second leg now and can you imagine him leaving him on and then he gets sent off an hour into the game Liverpool down to 10 he's not playing in the second leg and fans would be absolutely fuming and mm. there would be so much more of an uproar about it and like Dolly said it's been a little bit overlooked because Manny can still play because not too much bad has come out of it so I think probably quite a well considered move in all honesty mm. What's your take Joe? Because I mean Salah also got hooked fairly early. Was that about 70? No, it was about 70. 70 yeah. was tactical, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I then, you know. Un- I thought it was a bit unfortunate on him. I thought he did okay. So yeah, yeah. I got I no surprise protection. Salah went off. And, and both of those players off, obviously, you know, Mane, Mane gone at half time. Even Origi, you know, not being Oxley Chamberlain that came on at that stage. How do you see all the changes as a whole? I thought the Mane one was, was slightly strange because I don't think it was throughout the first half that he looked in danger. It was only very towards the end wasn't it about five minutes towards the end two instants happened mm. and, I, and I I just assumed oh, it'll, it'll settle down after the break and he'd be okay And but obviously Klopp saw something in, the, in those two instants so you know I, I think we respect Klopp's decision and, and you know what it wouldn't have surprised me if he'd come back out and been sent off because Klopp is like Connor said he, he, he's a clever manager isn't he so uh, the Salah one I thought was slightly strange I agree with, with Doyle and, and Connor I, I thought he was playing quite well I thought Despite being having a tough time with Atletico's defence, he he was constantly a threat, constantly chasing loose balls. You know they 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 were taking a lot of their time concentrating on him, and I thought bringing him off, I, I just I just assumed that that he would use someone from midfield a little bit more, and mm. bringing Oxley Chamberlain on for um for an attacking player I thought was slightly odd, but perhaps there was one eye on luck. This the first leg, there's no you know go. Going into half time, essentially in the tie, one nil, isn't the end of the world. Mm. So perhaps you don't overcommit and start piling on attacking players left, right, and centre, and, and risk going two nil down. So um, I did think the Salah one. I thought Salah was the stranger of the two substitutions. Mm. If I'm honest, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, right then, we're well, moving on to West Ham. Totally, Klopp was obviously asked about mm. Monday night's opponents in his press conference. I thought he was a little bit generous to them, where he was obviously <laughs> asked about, um, asked about the City game. City. Oh, n- not good at all. But what did he say? It was like. Um, it wasn't like they were outplayed like you would expect. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game. Were, were saw, they outplayed? I saw, well, I saw the first 29 minutes up until they scored. That, that, that was, was just in time to turn over to the Tottenham game. So ah. it was very nice of them to score at that moment in time. It's West Ham. I, I'm, I'm amazed that West Ham have been quite as limp and as compliant as they have been since David Moyes has been there. Because mm. I think against Liverpool, because bear in mind, Liverpool only played them about three weeks ago, didn't they? So it's strange to play somebody so soon afterwards. They had this with Wolves as well, didn't they? So it's not that strange, really. It's already happened once this season. But, <laughs> um, but with West Ham away, it just it just didn't look as though they ever... It looked like damage limitation. And that's yeah. what it looked like against Man City from the half hour that I saw. And by all accounts, that's what it was. Whether 
Moyes is looking at, right, we've got next to no chance of winning any of these games because they've got quite a few tough ones. But we've got to concentrate on getting players back fit and getting them into some kind of rhythm before we're then playing the games that we think we've got to win. I mean, we've seen Moyes' teams uh, come to uh, Anfield when he was manager of Everton. And I think it was the, with the exception of the Gerard Hattrick one, they were never, ever absolutely tonked, were they? Mm. I mean, you sort of, since then, Martinez has got beat 4 0. And what was it? Silver got beat 5 2. There was another 4 0 in there as well. He was manager then. Was that, was that Silver? That was or was, was that Martinez twice? That was the Lucas shot. Game, yeah. So they've had two heavy, they've had three heavy defeats. But that was when Moyes wasn't there. Mm. And he would never really allow. So I can't see Liverpool winning 4 or 5 0 here. I think. It'll be yet another, like Norwich, bit of a struggle. Everybody behind the ball, try and find, play your way through. But you're right, you look at West Ham's record and lately they've been, they don't score. I think they've got something like four away goals in the last nine away games, Oof. which is, you can see now, they're just like somebody else said that they're sleepwalking towards relegation mm. and it looks as though that's what they're doing. Mm. How do you see it, Connor? Because I mean, yeah, they, they are in the relegation zone. I think 18th, aren't they, as, as it stands ahead of the weekend's games? Have they almost got to approach it a bit more boldly on Monday night? Yeah, I think Klopp made an interesting point in his press conference, actually, when he said that West Ham can't afford to waste any more points. And mm. that is absolutely right. Every single game for them from now on out is vital because they are well and truly locked in that relegation battle. But I think he was trying to coax them out a little bit. Yeah. You want to have a bit <laughs> of a go? Have a yeah, bit yeah. Of a play, yeah, so we can attack you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, possibly. But you think, you, you watch them go, I watch them a bit against City and they just looked like they just, they weren't really there. I think City passed them to death, had over a thousand passes. But I don't, I don't really expect anything other than that from West Ham against Liverpool because they haven't won at Anfield for since 12, 2015, was it's it? It's not that long ago, the, was it? Yeah, no, but then before the, that... The, the Lovren yeah, turn. It's still five, yeah. five years. And then before mm. that, it's got to be an absolute... <coughs> I, I, I actually True, can't crazy. remember. Yeah. But, so, yeah. you know, I think, like Doyle says, they're probably looking at these couple of games and thinking these aren't the ones where we need to go hell for leather, trying everything we can to try and get a point out of Liverpool at Anfield because it's not really the place most teams come and try and... Mm take points but you know I mean I'm expecting a bit of a difficult West Ham and a well set up West Ham but I would be surprised if the likes of Salah Mane didn't get a goal each you've got Antonio playing though and he loves playing against Liverpool he didn't play in the first game last month so I think he'll be one that they're going to have to look out for mm. Joe do you think this is the ideal game for Liverpool to react to the defeat to or do you think they'll be difficult not really I think just an, it's just another difficult Premier League game I think Liverpool will get through it like Doyle I think it will probably be a bit of a drab sort of West Ham sitting. Liverpool have to break them down, but I think they will do. They'll look for set pieces. They're one of those weird sides, aren't they? West Ham, they have like, they seem to change a lot of personnel every year, mishmash of a team, go through managers like they're running out of fashion. You know, like, they're a bit of a sorry state of a club. And they're, you know, I always thought of West Ham as a decent Premier League club. And, you know, You'd always think mid table yeah, club yeah. in West Ham, really. Mid to, mid to lower mid table yeah. sort of thing. And, and I, I just think, the way they cycle through managers and players and sign people without any sort of plan, it's just, it must be disheartening if you're a West Ham fan. Mm. And I won the, the Champions League with West Ham in 2009, if you probably remember. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so Are you the next manager in the cycle? Who's front for you? Supat Rungratzmi scored the winner against Juventus in the oh, wow. 90th minute in the final. There but you go. Where look, are they you know, now? Yeah. That's what you could have had, West Ham fans. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Wow, I don't know really how to follow that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's great stuff. and see whether it really happens. <laughs> um, right, well, team selection. Um, 
<laughs> we'll move straight to the back line. <laughs> Alison's in goal. None of the usual. Lonergan shouts. Theo's not here. Yeah. Are we saying that? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Did yeah. you just say that, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Connor, we, we were talking about this the other day and um, possibility of Van Dyke getting rested. How Back four, how would you go? Look, I don't think... I think Van Dyke will play. I think the only reason we were discussing this straight after Atletico is because he struggled a little bit against Atletico. I thought Gomez was actually probably better than him, which is unbelievable to see and say really when you think Van Dijk's been so good for so long but he's played every single 90 minutes for Liverpool in the Premier League and Champions League this season Van mm-hmm. Dijk so you'd think maybe he needs a rest but between Tuesday night and Monday night there's plenty time to recover yeah. and rest and get back to peak power and he'll obviously want to play so I think him and Gomez will be in the middle for me and Trent's on the right I would be tempted I would have been tempted even if Henderson wasn't injured to start Milner at left back but I think Robertson comes in I I was interested in Van Dijk's performance simply because we've seen so many times this season that opposing teams come with one striker and the striker goes straight away over to Gomez or whoever it was Lovren or Matip and then Van Dijk just has the whole of the game to himself Mm. but Atletico put two up front put that pesky Correa wasn't it up up against him who's just a bit of a narc isn't he let's be honest and he got in and around him. I think that took Van Dijk by surprise because it was in, he, his clearance led to the corner. I know Liverpool should have had the throw in earlier than that. His clearance led to the corner, a bit of a hurried one, didn't need to concede the corner. And I think, I wouldn't say he's got away with that, but people haven't really made too much of that. Mm. It was just, a first half was very much un-Van Dijk-like. Second half, he was better. And I think when he, he did, uh, he spoke after the game and he said, look, it, I felt as though I got on with it in the second half when people were, he said, jumping around everywhere. I suspect he means falling over onto the floor. But yeah. they were also, in the case of Diego Costa, jumping at him. And uh, uh, Costa offered his, uh, you know, his, his apologies and Van Dijk wasn't having any of that. So, yeah, Van Dijk wasn't, that wasn't his best game. But I actually think if anyone's going to go out the the centre-backs, it would be Gomez to give him a rest. I think Matty mm-hmm. might play, but I've said that the last game, didn't I? I think, having said that, Klopp said, didn't he? He said, look, Tuesday to Monday, there's no need to start yeah. rotating yeah. players. Yeah. I think he'll play as strong a team as, as he wants, but I think the time is surely coming soon where he has to start giving some of these players a rest. Mm. But don't you think that's just Chelsea in the FA Cup? No, because I actually think that they're going to, I think Klopp's going to surprise everybody and pick a really strong team against Chelsea. I think mm. suddenly I they're in the last 16 and it's like Chelsea away. Well, we're here now. We've made well, you, can't, can't, you pick, can't you pick Matip and still pick a really strong team? Well, no, because you could play Matip at one of the two league games either side. Was that Watford away, Bournemouth at home? Yeah. I think there's... Mm-hmm. We're coming up to... Maybe not the West Ham game. I think the mm-hmm. games that are coming up after that are the ones where we might see, like, Lovren's playing against Bournemouth home, Matip's playing against Watford away, mm-hmm. or something yeah, like that. You, well, you know, Milner's playing left-back in yeah. one of those games. I think mm-hmm. West Ham, when you've got a team that are looking for set-pieces and crosses and Van Dyke's. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. million percent going to play. Yeah. And, and I think Van Dijk you don't play, mess yeah. around with the back four, I don't think. For that. Mm. So unchanged uh-huh. for you? Back four. Yeah. Unchanged yeah. for all, yeah. I think. Unchanged. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to talk about Van Dijk for yeah. a bit. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah. Um, we midfield. got to fill as well. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, midfield then, kind of mean Henderson, obviously not available. How, how would you play it with your three? Well, Fabinho's going to play, isn't he? Um, I think uh, you've got to start one of Ox or Cater for sure. Playing them both is too much. So when Alden plays with Fabinho, I think, or do I play Milner instead of when Alden? Mm, no, I'm going to stick with Alden. I did actually. I was actually, I was tempted. Well, I did say my team selector in on the um, the Echo website that Milner would start ahead of when Alden for Atletico, and I actually still think he should have. I think he has a little bit of that nitty gritty attitude. Liverpool probably needed a bit more of on the night, um, but I I think Ginny plays for a bit of more of. Um, 
more like continuity and more a more stable midfield mm. with Fabinho more like used to it because obviously Milner's just come back from injury and hasn't had a lot a lot of game time and I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Oxley chamberlain he started six games before the last Atletico one or seven games in a row I think so I think he's probably used to a bit of rhythm and he'll be a bit provide a bit of impetus mm. I'll go that? with Fabulousinho the Witch and Baby Keith Right. Okay. That's Snabby Cater for those few yeah. runner with yeah. predictive text, Snabby yeah. Cater. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, baby kid. Uh, I'm going with Connor. I think Oxlade Chamberlain scored in the, the, the away game. Uh, <coughs> yeah, no, I'm going, going with that. Yeah. All right, we'll go back down around this way. Um, up front, Joe, usual, usual suspects. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'd like, you know what, just no more because I'm just intrigued. I'd like to see Minamino at some point, but. Um, yeah. Perhaps off the bench, yeah. I think we're talking again those what yeah. for Bournemouth yeah. games yeah. possible, mm-hmm. aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been banging the Origi drum for a while, but he was not very good. No, he wasn't. In the second no, half. didn't against, quite work. Against, it didn't quite work. He, he seemed to have. There was a couple of times where he'd done the out bit and then forgot the line was there and yeah. just let it roll over. Forgot mm-hmm. to cross it. So I don't know. Origi, no, I think it's going to have to be the normal front three. Although I agree with Joe that Manamano, as I pronounce him incorrectly, <laughs> uh, he will appear at some point and Klopp was actually speaking about him afterwards as well so he's going to get some chances and then we haven't even mentioned the likes of Lalana yeah. and mm. the other players who I can't quite remember at the moment who are they who else is there Schick, well everyone is yeah. injured that was interesting that came out of the press conference as well is that basically Klopp just said we have no idea when he's going to be back have to mm. take it slowly and yeah. wait and wait yeah, he, said it wasn't, he said it wasn't a it wasn't a bad one, did he? Wasn't just said a it was a one. difficult one. Difficult it must one. be it's difficult. He's, one. Not a bad one. he's nowhere yeah. near team training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's exactly. a strange one with him, isn't it? Because you think the last time he started was the derby, played pretty well, scored, mm. and you know it is a shame because he played it, a minute it, at Spurs. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, he played a couple. He came off. Didn't know. He started one of the games in the Club World Cup, didn't he? He started the semi final. Yeah, then yeah. he came on mm. in the final for the last second. So it's just a shame, isn't it? Because I think we would have been talking about Shakiri for games like this. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, and, and he'd, he'd be a strong option for Chelsea. He'd be a strong option for either those Watford or or Bournemouth games. Um, it's a real shame because he'll probably he'll probably leave the club in the summer, and this season's been a bit of a write off for him. And, you know, well, he'd, I, he'd I like have a Champions League medal and a probably oh, oh, no, a Premier he, League medal. Yeah. And, and, and he'll go with, I think everyone will give him a big cheer if he comes back. But it, it's just a shame because I just think he's a good player and he could have played a part. But mm. I think he's know. brought more than just what he's done on the field, though, because yeah. he's yeah. obviously a winner. And he, yeah. he, remember, I've mentioned this before, but first interview he did with us, certainly, which was, I think, after the Torino game in the uh, the famous Fabinho 5 game. Yeah. yeah. The... Yeah. Uh, Disgraceful. That's yeah. Did you see him, did you see him dishing up fives? On, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to bring it up. But, you know, seeing as we're here, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other night, Five out just, of ten. Wow. Yeah. I mean, sixes as well. I mean, disgrace. well, it's disgraceful, isn't it? But It is. You know. Anyway, the point being, is Shakiri <laughs> was talking about, you know, I've got a winning mentality. Hopefully I can bring this to this squad. They haven't won anything. And it, it, he has done that. Yeah. And, yeah. He'll, and he'll always have Barcelona. Yeah. He, will. he will. Mission accomplished. Um Right, well, predictions. Connor, taking the same front three as well, by the way, Sean. Oh, of course, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know what he said on change. No, 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 Sean forgot yeah. you were here. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Just to let all the listeners know, he didn't actually want me on this podcast. <laughs> I, was, I was trying <laughs> to get home on time, but you know, this is true. You didn't want him, did you? Don't insist that he work over his hours, but you know. It's fair enough. What we do for you. Your prediction, Monday night, Con, convincing win. What scoreline do you think? Yeah, convincing win, 2 or 3 0. I think Salah and Mane are going to be. Firing money, as Dolly says, going to have a point to prove. I think Salah's going to want to get some goals. I, yeah, I see Liverpool romping home. Dolly? A 3 1 slog. For, in the Reds' favour? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Air jam. A 2 0 slog. 2 0 slog. Yeah, yeah. One okay. on either half. Yeah. There's All nothing right. sloggy about City's performance against West Ham. Well, yeah. This is the thing. I want to say 5 0. 5 0. I feel as though we could win this game 8 0. 8 0. That was the same as 2 0, wasn't it? I can't wait to see it. I think this is going to be a true true reaction. Well, we will see. Yeah, we'll be back probably Tuesday. Uh, the game Monday night so yeah you're looking at uh, Tuesday Blood Red to see if they do really win 5-0 uh, so yeah thank you for listening and we'll be back on Tuesday you've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo